Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Dailies featuring some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Yes. Um, we had a bit of a chat, didn't we, as well, we, we always do. We talked about a bit of England, didn't we? Yeah, of course time. we did. Martin Kellner joined us, as oh, always, yeah. with a week of sport on TV. Yep. Including looking back on Channel 4's coverage of uh, England uh, yesterday. Um, and um, Jason Cundy and Andy Goldstein popped in to tell us what was coming up in their show. Mm. And it kind of took on a life of its own, didn't it? it? Did so we thought we might yeah. share that with the class uh, as well. So I think that'll do you here. It all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And, uh, I, yeah, I've heard a lot of criticism about England last night, which I don't quite get. I really enjoyed the game. I yeah. thought England played brilliantly no, it was in the all, first it was, half. It was always going to be that yeah. second half, wasn't yeah, it? Because as soon as they got a goal, they were going to come on strong. I thought, and I thought they hung on well at the end. I think they did. Uh, it was a great first half. I mean, you know, I'm sure a very relieved man was Jack Grealish because at 3-0, it's a dead game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, scorched, and he knows he should have put that away. But it didn't matter. They hung on and they got the result. So, it was, a good performance. It was. And it was strange for England not to be on ITV, but I was pleased that uh, Channel 4 didn't go there nor Mel Goodroyk and Joe Lysett doing the commentary. <laughs> <laughs> well, they must have been relieved, Channel 4, because they'd not been able to... That England hadn't won since they'd taken oh, over right, the game. True, yeah. So I think they were uh, uh, they were delighted to have uh, to have got the victory under their belts. They did. At one point, a graphic came up and said, watch along with Addy, Akin, Fenwell and friends. I thought, no, you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> OK, fair enough. Not for me. Everybody's got that choice, haven't they? They have. They seem very keen to tell us about rise and fall that was coming up. <laughs> yeah. And that was a bit of a worry when you're 2-0 up and then it goes to 2-1. <laughs> don't want to know about rise and fall. I'm probably watching it at the moment. <laughs> and, but, uh, yeah, it was a good and fantastic performance. We'll have a chat with uh, Stan Collymore later on about, about the match and what he made of it, all the positives that came from Italy aren't great at the moment, are they? They didn't no, really have a cutting they're, edge. They're a bit ageing and they haven't, yeah. They, uh, well, they're a mixture at the moment. They've got a lot of players undercooked, mm. that injuries. I mean, we shouldn't, you know, knock Still, ourselves. We haven't won this since 1961, no. so it's a good performance. And we dominated that first half. We played some lovely uh, stuff. At one point, Dion Dublin said, Italy are struggling to get a shoe hold in the game. I yeah. thought, his foot, isn't it? <laughs> Do <laughs> people say shoe hold? <laughs> I've heard of toe hold. Yeah. I've never heard of. Uh, Brogue hold, flip-flop hold. Yeah, I think... I mean, he never said either of those two, did he, really? It's a shoe hold in the game. I'd like you to start using that, Andy. I will, actually. And uh, I was thinking about the uh, Todd Bowley firing the England... uh, Not the England, the Chelsea groundsman and his son have been there for 30 years. And I was wondering... You know, you asked me the other day why, and I was thinking, was it the... 
pitch and the training ground pitches that are getting the blame for all the injuries that we've had. And, you know, so I, I don't know that. Right. But then I started, well, is that a thing? And I started to go down this rabbit hole. Did you really? And I found well, they haven't got a rabbit hole on the pitch. No, That's not great. I, I mean, a, I could understand they'd be upset about that. I found a study that. in 2019 sponsored by Leicester City about all to do with pitch hardness. Yeah, there you go. Okay, do you want to share it with the no, class? I mean, we've got, we've got just under three hours <laughs> no, if you no, want to talk too, about pitch. It's too complicated. Don't you remember, though, we, we had a chat with Pat Nevin mm. uh, a, a little while, a few years back, talking about just the hardness of pitches. Yeah. And, that, you know, the amount of injuries that players... But they're like concrete. I Most know. Premier League pitches and boots, are like rotation concrete. Rotation traction of boots... Oh, yeah, you are. I mean, you've got to go back to muddy pitches and Adidas Alf Commons. That's, that's right. We've got. Can we? What about? Did we cryogenically <laughs> freeze the old Derby County groundsman? I'd love to think he's still with us. <laughs> but I'm talking about Alan, you know, Alan Hinton and 1972-73. So if we could, but there were less injuries. Bring him back. I mean, you know, they they want the pitches to be fantastic for so the players can play, you know, brilliantly to optimum performance. Yeah. But you know, they are. But there is the flip what a side. Rabbit of hole that. That yeah, was. yeah. Think, well, thank you, Andy. Andy Pitchcare Jacobs. No, no, absolutely. Now, something to get the listeners going on. Um, Julian Nagelsmann's in the news. He's, he's got the sack at uh, Bayern Munich. He was, having, he was skiing. The irony of that, after the big row he's had with Manuel Neuer, who got injured mm. skiing. But anyway, we will talk a bit more about what's gone on and the domino effect that there could be in the Premier League. Uh, and beyond to that sacking Thomas Tuchel going in his first game being Dortmund which is amazing mm. um, so yes we will talk about that later the reason I bring it up now is he's quite a character is Nagelsmann and one of the things he believes in that he brings into the dressing room and he, he's studied it is horse therapy horse therapy horses aren't creatures that judge horses react to your aura said the buying coach and if you come into a paddock mm. and all the horses run away then you're obviously a bit too dominant in your demeanour and he does believe in horse therapy and mm. he takes that he was a great player I had a bit of horse, horse therapy at Cheltenham last week with a few winners <laughs> I think you did Paddy Power gave you a bit of horse therapy <laughs> or was it horse therapy the old German centre half <laughs> but the reason I bring this up is Andy had a bit of horse therapy because at one point he had a bit of a shoulder issue back in the day yeah, and he started go to go to a physio having some work done on his shoulder and having a bit of a chat to the physio mm, mm. Uh, the physio let on she was also an equine physio yeah. so Andy was going in there and he was basically he was seeing a horse physio uh, or was I it was. horsed physio she was fame. tremendous and, she, and I'd be shod at the end of every session <laughs> <laughs> sure you would be and we did this outside broadcast and Zara Phillips was there yes and um, we said hello to him we were chatting away so now by the way Zara uh, Andy goes to the same physio as Toy Town, your horse. Yeah. And she gave us a proper Ancelotti eyebrow. I don't think she quite knew that the Toy Town's physio was also seeing you on the side. <laughs> it's a bit much. But it was going, Andy, you have to go in there. It's like that old Hancock when Kenneth Williams goes there. Um, you had to get on all fours, didn't you, to be treated for the shoulder? <laughs> yeah, I did, if you yeah. can get up in the lift, you'll make the trip. It's fantastic. And Because you were always scared going, so they'd put the blinkers on you. And you'd start sweating up on well, the stairs when you start sweating up. <laughs> up on the stairs get the idea with that yeah. but um, have you shared them with the stars whoever it was if you had a, a service that you shared with the stars um, you're going to go some to beat uh, a physio by royal appointment that does uh, Zara Phillips's uh, show jumping horse and Andy's shoulder 
But who knows? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Wondered if you'd shared a service with the stars off the back of um, mm. Andy having the same physio as Toy Town Zara Phillips's uh, horse back in the day, um, and uh, he was having a bit of fetlock trouble, weren't you, Andy? I did, yeah. Um, St Albans City fan Tim says Jonathan Hunt, ex Birmingham City, Derby County, Sheffield United, and St Albans City, famously took up horse physiotherapy after football. Oh, equine physio. Well, that's good. Yeah, fantastic. Well, well, we can see that. It. That'd be a good little daytime telly show. Jonathan Hunt, equine physio. We'd all watch him, we? <laughs> no. <laughs> Martin Kellner would before Tipping well, he, Point he came on. Would, yeah. Definitely yeah. in the yeah. Father Brown slot. Um, and Ralph says I shared the same driving instructor as Alex Williams, the Man City keeper in the eighties. One down a lesson, we picked Alex up from the bus stop at Stockport Road. Where are you off to, Alex? Said my instructor as we pulled over. Training at Platt Lane. Alex replied, "Get in, we'll drop you off." All part of my lesson. I used they sometimes driving instructors did used to take a few. Did you ever have that? Do you remember Andy? You, you learned in a Model T. Did you That's have very to have? Harsh. Did you I, have, I, have, I have Mr. Nap from. Uh, his name? Mr. Well, his name was Mr. Knapp. Mr. Knapp was the driving... I can't remember the name of the school well, where I learned. It was in East Finchley. So, Mr. Knapp from the driving school. Yeah, yeah. He was, I mean, I passed first time and I'm the, one of the worst drivers you'll ever meet. Yeah, that's right. Have you ever been in a car with Andy? What was wrong with the examiner? You slipped him a few quid, did you? <laughs> well, no, not <laughs> very really. Dodge. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, what was Mr. Knapp was very understanding. He was probably as blind yeah. as you were. <laughs> he probably was, actually. Yeah. No, I could see in those days. I was oh, only, okay. Yeah, I, was quite, I was 17. I passed when I was really young. Well, that's mm. right. Well, what vehicle were you driving then? Would you remember what you passed it in, Andy? What, what uh, the f- I think he had a Ford dual control Ford Escort. Oh, lovely vehicle, sir. Lovely, beautiful. Don't um, ask me what reg it was. But my bloke used to get me a. a he'd say, "Just go, just go left here." Um, not the guy I passed me, but the guy. But just mm. go left here and just turn right, and I'd find myself in like Tesco's car park where he went and got his shopping. <laughs> he said, "Don't worry, I'll add fifteen minutes on at the end." <laughs> just use me as a show. And occasionally he'd say, "He just just stop here," and I'd, I'd stop, and he'd go into someone's house and sort of come really? out, and then, "Oh yeah, that's not good." I got quite used to that. It was like it was almost like I was doing drops. It was like a delivery driver or something. It was all a bit weird. That's excellent. Anyway, maybe we'll have a few when driving instructors take liberties stories. Talksport.com, text 1089, tweet TSHNJ. I love this letter from Susan McSweeney wrote to the uh, Sun today. She's nice. talking, comparing the William and Harry to Liam and Noel Gallagher, two warring siblings. <laughs> who can, you know, the obvious comparison, yeah. And she goes, while Harry tours TV shows to shamelessly promote his book, William visits British troops on the front line against Putin. That is why William is destined to be king one day, because he genuinely cares about others. No, he's destined to be king because he was born first. <laughs> It's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. These people. The line of succession. You'd have to explain that to Susan uh, McSweeney, well wouldn't done. you? Um, anything else? Uh, yeah, the tweets from a lot of people like England players. Gary Lineker, of course, tweeting about Harry Kane. Yes. Congratulations to Harry on becoming England's highest ever goal scorer. A wonderful achievement. Yeah. Alan Shearer echoed the sentiments. Uh, Wayne Rooney said, a great man, unbelievable goal scorer, an England legend. Uh, but Rio Ferdinand was a bit spartan. He guess went, Kane, England's all-time leading goal scorer. Yeah, thanks. That's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. A man of few words. Yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yes, it's time once again to reflect on a week of sport oh, on yes. TV in the company of uh, squad number nine. It's Martin Kellner. Good afternoon, Martin. 
Good afternoon to you, boys. You all right? Yeah, we're not so bad, Martin. How are you doing doing at the moment? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. I'll talk about sport on TV. I could talk about my kidney stones for a quarter of an hour, but uh, (laughs) painful, painful. Painful, yeah, painful. No, I watched uh, Italy-England, obviously, uh, last night on uh, Channel 4. I thought they were rather clever because they sort of Channel 4'd it up, if you like, Mm. um, with James Richardson doing a very nice feature on um, Maradona and how he's revered uh, in in Naples uh, I thought it was interesting uh, which obviously was a great reminder of those golden days of Gazzetta yeah. football Italia and uh, what, you know when Channel 4 the great triumph they had with uh, with Italian football um, so that was brilliant I enjoyed the guy who had a lock of Maradona's hair mm. he'd been which was kept in a glass case he'd been like a uh, religious a, icon very much like an icon. He'd been on a plane and uh, Maradona had, I mean, who knew Maradona was losing his hair? Maradona had left a lock of his hair on the anti-Macassar on the, uh, on really? the because it was first class. He was a good player, anti-Macassar. Yeah, tremendous, yeah. isn't he? <laughs> I did say that uh, yes. it, it was good that they didn't have Mel Gidroy and Joe Lysett doing the commentary. They went with uh, Steve Bauer and Dion Dublin. Yes, and yes. Uh, there was I've very... got a word of... Yeah, yeah, sorry. No, no, I was going to say I've got a word about the co-coms. Mm. Uh, I don't know how rude I'm able to be, but I'm not. That doesn't bode well for Dion. It sounds like you should turn off. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. It's a difficult job, co-coms. Mm. Um, by the way, well, well done on the feature. I thought the feature was great, yep. and they did a thing about Countdown, which is another mm. great icon of Channel Four. It's been there since it was the very first program on Channel Four, uh, mm. and they, they've got a football version of Countdown going on uh, mm. YouTube. So I thought that was clever of Channel 4 to sort of Channel 4 it up, remind us of the great days of The Word and The Big Breakfast and watch The Woman and all those great shows uh, they had in the early days of uh, of Channel 4. As far as Steve Bauer and Dion Dublin goes, the the job of co-coms is quite difficult, I think. I think it's very difficult. Mm. I mean, maybe it takes a while to, uh, you know, to bed in, to be honest. You know, you look at people like Alan Smudger-Smith on Sky, who I think is very good, and, you know, the relationship that Keyes and Gray had on... Uh, not Keyes and Gray, that... Uh, Andy Graham, Martin, Martin Tyler. Martin Tyler and uh, Andy Gray had on uh, Sky and that sort of thing. And obviously Gary Neville. So... You, you can do it, but it's it's very difficult just to go in mm. as a co-com with someone you, you haven't maybe worked that much with. I don't know how much Dean Dublin has worked, but it, he was very much on the... Uh he was very much in the category of he'll be disappointed with that. Mm. There is no point in Cocom just repeating what the commentators said. Yeah. Uh, and I think because you don't get much time, so you can't do tactical analysis, really. Not as, not as a Cocom. And then Dean Dublin's fine as a guest on those sort of shows. But certainly, you know, if you want someone to look round a, a terraced house falling to bits in Chorlton come hardy, <laughs> then Dion Dublin is very much your man. He's your man for that. Mm. But Cocom's, uh, I wasn't crazy about that. There was one very amusing moment when uh, he said, Italy just trying to get the ball in quickly now, and they took about 30 seconds to take the throw. You think, well, not that quickly. Well, anybody, we've got a curse of the commentator coming up with Stuart Pierce later on. It can happen. It can happen to anyone. um, Villeneuve Pironi. Is this this a new beer? It's a new beer you're uh, (laughs) It sounds like it, doesn't it? Uh, No, it's a great uh, doco. It's uh, Sky Documentaries. You know, HBO, I think, had it in the States. And um, basically, if you were into motor racing in the 1980s, uh, you love all this. Mm. Because it's... um, 
I mean, there were two, they were friends at one point, but they were Ferrari drivers, the two of them. Mm. And uh, they fell out over one race, I think it was, um, I can't remember which race it was, but there was a race in which they fell out because the team instructions were that uh, Gilles Villeneuve was to win it. Mm. Uh, Peroni, Didier Peroni was the French guy. Yeah. Uh, he was to come second. And of course, uh, you know, it went wrong and Peroni uh, won the race. And uh, Villeneuve really was was uh, was so annoyed and he was um, uh, and it, arguably it led to his uh, his accident which uh, which killed him in uh, 19 uh, 1982 well, it's very interesting this uh, it's, it's I'm fascinating not aware of it yeah. well Gilles Villeneuve you know anybody who's into mm. formula 1 will tell you what a hero Gilles yeah. Villeneuve was I mean I knew there was a, I knew of uh, the drivers and I knew of the sort of what went I, I didn't know there was a documentary about it, so it sounds excellent it's, it's a great documentary. It's really well done. Uh, and the people they get on it, obviously they have uh, Gilles Villeneuve's uh, wife is on the show, Joanne Villeneuve. Also, obviously, his son, Jacques Villeneuve, who he had a very, you know, who was also yeah. a, you know, a champion racing driver, who he had a very, very uh, frosty relationship with, really, if you like. Uh, and Melanie uh, Villeneuve is uh, his daughter. A lot of stuff about Enzo Ferrari, mm. whose uh, son, died in an accident and Gilles Villeneuve was almost like a second son of course then he died mm -hmm. uh, in 1982 uh, and there's a bit of an interview with um, well, with Bernie Eccleston who's saying uh, basically when, when you look back at, um, at Formula One in the early 80s as he says the, you know, the quote is nobody was super shocked if somebody got killed mm. and that's the sad thing about, about Formula One at, uh, at that time but there was also um, one or two of the uh, the girlfriends of Pironi who um, who liked the, <laughs> liked the ladies I suppose you'd say um, and somebody came up with a quote drivers and women have always been attracted to each other which is probably one of, you know one of the reasons that um, you know the current documentary about uh, Formula One uh, is so popular uh, as well but the, you know I would really uh, certainly if you remember Formula One in the 1980s mm. um, this and they tell the story fairly mm. simply it lasts about uh, an hour hour and a quarter I think this show um, and DDA uh, Peroni himself uh, died uh, in a powerboat racing accident really? in wow. uh, 1987. So well, it sounds good, how, Martin. Sounds Sky yeah. documentaries. Um, Sky documentaries. Just time to talk very quickly about the Coolangatta Gold <laughs> Ironman on Eurosport <laughs> One. <laughs> yes, if you're ever, you know, during the day. Sometimes I have to say, you know, I take this spot so seriously. <laughs> yeah. That's in the middle of the day. I'm not watching um, Tipping Point. I'm looking through the sport channels to see if there's anything that's mm. going to make uh, make this show. Yeah. Uh, well, um, the Kulangata Gold Ironman is yeah. action from the Ironman Surf Life Saving Contest oh. on Australia's Gold Coast. Sounds good. Yeah, it's excellent. These people are <laughs> these people are lifesavers, but they're not actually. I thought, do they sort of put people in the water to drown and then see if these guys can save them? Mm. But they don't. They're just on those boats, which are sort of like kayak type things. Mm. And uh, you know, these are tough guys. They're tough guys. They're very muscle bound. Mm. They go on these boats, they're very suntanned, they're bronzed, yeah. you know, and they make you think, oh, you know, I'd like to be Australian, you know. Like, <laughs> like, like, I'd like, like to Max be Australian. Australian. So you're going like to apply, that's why you're applying for citizenship yeah. this afternoon. I'm applying for citizenship to Western <clears throat> Australia. They're advertising on my show in Western Australia. Huh? But, um, yeah, so I'm thinking of going out there. Uh, like you, Max, you think you get enough you know, points, Martin? 
no, I think at my stage, I'd, you know, I'm not with the kidney stones. Uh, they're not going to. They're not going to want me to be honest. Um, but it's described as the Formula One of the seas, the cutting edge of sailing, and I re- it really is tough. You know, it's it's these chaps, these muscly chaps down wow. under on boats. That seems just to have want- been the main takeaway. The muscly yes. chaps. Well, no, the main takeaway is this quote from one of them, this guy called Jackson Borg, who says. Um, He's talking about the races. It really hurts towards the back end. And I thought, I bet it does, mate. Yes, I'm sure. Um, Ali Ross will be taking that for his column. (laughs) The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Goldstein and Cundy back together again, and they've both joined it's us great. in the Goldstein and Cundy, what afternoon, gentlemen. Andy and Jason, it's a bit... Well, uh, I just I went down Hawksby that route. Hawksby and Jacobs, well, all that's right, what Hawksby. That, that's I went down that <laughs> route. Goldie. I'm sorry. <laughs> Goldie. <laughs> Sounds quite nice, actually, you did it like that. How are you both? Good. Yeah. He's got good, a problem with his eye. He has got yeah, a problem with his eye. I've got to take the contact. I've got, I've got spares. Don't worry, gang. Come on, you spares. By the time four o'clock comes around. you got a pair of bins as well, James. I don't. Back I have up. at home, but, but the dog ate them. <laughs> you don't get your glasses. The, all That's the lens, a terrible excuse. It's a, it, that, oh, no. <laughs> that, all, that, all the handles are, are completely chewed. He's chipped away at the glass. So I can't. I wear them in the morning when I've worked first. He prefers you in lenses, clearly. Like, no one yeah. cares about my eyes. You have to put the dog on your face so you can see better. <laughs> so what are you boys discussing today? Uh, should dogs wear glasses? <laughs> yeah, well, that's a very good question. We're going to talk about Harry Kane for so many reasons. Yeah. Uh, Kane or Rudy, all the normal questions. How great a player is he? We'll also talk about um, Bellingham and Rice. They were just exceptional yesterday. Yeah, played very well. Yeah. Yeah, really Bellingham was fantastic. Mm. Um, we've Darren Bentley joined us. Then, if you remember Darren Bentley, oh, yeah, remember him back in the day, yeah. Floating yeah. Bone. He's, he's coming on to talk about. Is that his nickname, Floating Bone? Yeah. Do you not know why? <laughs> no. I'll tell well, you when you show finishes. That time of day, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a good idea. The middle hour, we're yeah. talking about um, who you're named after. Oh, okay. All right. There's a long, convoluted story as to why. 
Mm. But Jason, do you want to tell everyone? You can tell yeah, everyone no, now. Yeah, yeah. So I'm named after a detective that was played back in the 60s on, on TV yeah. called Jason King. Yeah, played oh, by remember. Peter do remember, Wingard. Do you, remember, do you remember Jason King? Sure. Right. Have you um, ever checked out Peter Wingard's backstory, if I may use that phrase? Go on. No, I, I won't. No. No, do you go and check it out on oh, Google. Oh, this does yeah. sound good. No, it's, no I'm, not, I'm, Peter I'm not cast. I, he, he looked a he bit was, like a porn star, didn't he? He was a... He, I mean, adult star is probably the... He was a... No, he, he, he was he a... Jay, yeah, it's not one o'clock in the morning yet. You're used to working late nights. He did. You're Jason Post-Watershed. Sorry, Sorry, but he does. He had that... The yeah. handlebar moustache, the yeah. long hair. Yeah, he was. He looked, I mean, back in the seventies, he was a character. A, yes. You know, producer yes. Joe. You know Joe. Yes, of course. Right? Yeah, yeah. He was named after the nineteen nineties Aston Villa manager uh, Joseph Vengloss. This is true. Really. And Joe's brother, producer Joe's brother, his name. His name is Sammy Lee. Really. Named after Sammy Lee. Fantastic. So um, you're going to have to start calling him Doctor Joe because Joe Vengloss was a doctor. He was a doctor. So he should be Doctor Joe. Doctor Joseph. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've already talked about that, but we've dropped the, the doctor bit. Okay. Um, but we've got some other great stories. So if people have got weird names um, as yeah. to why and who they're named are, uh, we've got Kevin Atchard talking all things uh, Nagelsmann as well. Would you be happy with him at Spurs? Yeah, I mean he's an interesting character. We were just chatting about him earlier on. He's 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 in the Conte envelopes. So I'm sure not sure Daniel Levy's going to want to put himself through that again, really. Right, okay. But he's a very good manager. Yeah. He certainly was at Hoffenheim and Leipzig. Yeah. So we've got Kev. What Spurs are doing? Why don't they just give it to Poch? It's such a mad decision not yeah. to. I think it's a, it's a no-brainer. I've said to you me. before, Andy. Every time Daniel Levy looks at him, he just sees fifty million quid going into Joe, uh, sorry Joe Lysett's shredder, doesn't he? Because that's the money he's wasted in the three years since. Mm. You know, it's a reminder of. Failure. Um, we're also, I don't know if you saw, but Brentford B took on Ukraine last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're asking, would you like to see like the club World Cup winners like Real Madrid take on the World Cup winners Argentina? Imagine that, like England v Real Madrid at Wembley. Would you like to see that? Country, you can sort of think yeah. you do on FIFA for a laugh, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Would you like to see that? It's country. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'd be good. Should we yeah. talk it's about never, that? never going to happen. No, it's well, not. We all own it, right? No, yeah. Well, he's got yeah. his way. He wants North East South. Chelsea All Stars versus Argentina. It seems unlikely. Yeah. do that. So we've got that. We've got a few other bits that um, are embargoed till later on oh, in, okay. The, okay. in the day, so we can't Good. talk about that. Okay. And um, um, Jay, I'll be trying to coach Jason through the next three hours and trying to make sure he understands what he can say between four yeah. and seven, which is something you no, can't say. Yeah, well, well, you've already done have I, have that. Have in the meantime, go and check out the life story of your namesake, uh, Peter Wingard, <laughs> right. Jason King. Can I say it on air? No, no, like, no he, was, he was brilliant. He was a brilliant yeah. actor, but he right. was quite a suave character, but mm. interesting, an right. interesting story. Go and check it out. Okay. Anyway, that, that's basically Paul's way of going, get out. Please leave, the both of you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That's how it all unfolded today. We'll be back on Monday. Danny Kelly, Andy yeah. Brassel, all your Monday regulars, as uh, we reflect uh, on uh, England and indeed all the home nations and beyond. There's some big yeah. games, aren't there, this weekend? And big big games in the WSL as well. Yeah, so that's a real right. Crunch weekend. So I uh, do hope you can join us from one. If not, the podcast will be available at four. Until then, have a great weekend and thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.